0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Capital Musings, UNCDF podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas that make finance work for the poor. The theme of this season is the road to Doha, on the sidelines of the upcoming fifth UN conference for the LDCs to be held in Doha, Qatar, in the coming months. Today, I have the pleasure of meeting Hanifa Namutebi. Hanifa is the general manager of BME, a young startup from youth, SPA youth working towards developing energy-saving equipment in rural areas in Uganda. Hello, Anifa and welcome to Capital Musings. How are you today?
1: I'm okay. Hi, Debbie.
0: Thank you. Welcome. We're really excited to have you join us today. So can you describe your life journey thus far in three words and what they mean to you, please?
1: Experienced, educative and fun. I'm professionally a software engineer and actively an entrepreneur. How I end up being an entrepreneur, I'm running a family business that involves a lot of businesses and a lot of interactions with a lot of risking. With the experience, I joined BM Energy in 2014 and my dad was an ordinary blacksmith constructing improved cookstoves from one school to another and selling about 50 stocks a month and that is through exhibitions. I insisted that I wanted to help because I saw his career had a bigger vision and a bigger dream in it. And that's how I joined BM Energy. When he let me, I had to integrate all the processes together and bring out clear vision. And it's been a very good experience for me from 2015 to now, because I've learned a lot each day that comes. Then I didn't know Clean Cooking Energy had a lot of opportunities like we do have right now. But through various sessions and partners, I've come to learn a lot about the sector. This has helped me grow business-wise and mentally. Then fun, it's because I'm running the business with the most amazing person, it being my dad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is so interesting <laughs> That is it's so nice actually. Uh, thanks so much for sharing Anipa, these three words are very resonating to me. I was very struck by what you were talking about, the fact that you came about the business by looking up to your dad and looking up to your family and the importance yeah. of learning by doing. So can you tell us a little yeah. bit more what that entails, what do you mean by that? and the relationship of having a family business and what it means to you as a young person to come into something that you've learned and loved that you see with lots of ideas, yet the humbleness, getting there and trying to learn from your peers. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Now, one thing my peers should get to know, in most cases, running a family business is by default, but then are building a legacy and making it Stand out there to the crowd and the world is your effort. And with effort, we don't mean like hands-on, get stressed, get busy. No. You need the world around you. You need people. You need information. You need support. You need to leave your comfort zone. You need to have a dream. You need to have a vision in order to get there. And even when you have this vision or dream, Without people, without a world, you won't get there. Without information, without lessons, without you being able to learn. Because it's not the end of it all. We learn every day, every single day. And this is something like I'm impressed to tell the youth. Be proud of who you are. The business was small. Some of my peers have greater opportunities than I do. And some have less than I do. When I described this journey, the dream started with our grandfather, him being a blacksmith. Then he died when my dad was at the age of nine. My dad had to look for means of survival. The main theme for my dad was to survive. And when I came in, my dream was to make it a meaningful business. Because initially, he refused. He was like, this is dirty work. You're a girl. I've raised you not to do this kind of work. That was his perception. And my perception was, no, we can do it better. We can do it bigger. We can make people love it. We can convince people and really show people that someone can really earn a living out of this. I want you to be impressed. I want you to be happy with what you've started. So I was like, okay, let me give it a chance. And when I came in as a BM. I got to know that very many things somewhere are not in order start to integrate most of the processes and come in with better solutions. So for any youth out there, believe in yourself, know who you are. And for any little you have or big, you have a vision, break it down and then set your pace. That's the best I can tell my peers.
0: That's really interesting and actually very refreshing to hear. So I just want to break down a little bit more your drive towards working on clean stoves and working for BM energy. So would you say it was something that you wanted to showcase to your dad that you were willing to do it, or was there also something additional that drove you? especially in terms of the purpose of BM energy, the importance of you know providing cooking stoves, and learning on the importance of cooking stoves, especially for your community?
1: Now, when I joined BM Energy, I was at the age of nineteen. So my major interest was to help my dad. By then, that's the vision I had. But then I was lucky through a proposal that we wrote to GIZ-ENDEV, I got sensitized about the purposes of a cooking stove. They told me what you do is better than making things right or making your life better, but it's also helping the community. Then I was impressed that at least I joined something that is going to change people's lives. Through that sensitization, under GIZ. That's how I got to know how important coming up with an improved cook stove is.
0: What does it mean to have uh, cooking stones? Why do you think it's important to your community?
1: Now let me start this with a story. Uh, one day I had to go to Arua, I had some research in the field work with my colleagues. So I told them today I'm joining you. There is nothing more interesting than seeing a client or someone very happy running in to come and receive your product. Not free of charge, but they are going to purchase it. And when they get there, they're like, this is the best stove I've ever used. I was impressed. I ran out of words to next that I was like, no, I'm buying this stove for her. Then I was like, why do you like this stove? She was like, this is the quality stove on the market. Me, I only know it as the right stove. I don't know its brand, but I only know the red stove. Then I what else? Then I was like, it emits less smoke. It saves on the amount of fuel I would have used. And I prepare my meals very timely. I was very impressed by the lady's statements. And I had to bring them to our director. And I was like, wow, this is the story I've ever met. And I, I even had clear pics with the lady. This made me very impressed that I got to know that you're changing lives out there beyond your the expectations.
0: It's indeed very interesting to hear how you, by working on a family business, you can actually help others and what it means, maybe like a different perspective of what your daily work is and what that entails. You've talked about sensitization to better become acquainted with the work that we do. And normally what we see on a day-to-day basis. But also, Mm -hmm. do you think that there's other elements beyond the development impact of a certain activity, of a certain project that uh, we may need to be mindful of?
1: Even things like employment. You get to employ a lot of people around you and beyond you. Someone gets to come and share their story and they're like, okay, without you, I wouldn't have been here. But you also know that you've become you because of the energy, stove.
0: Thank you so much for sharing the importance of changing lives and how you witness firsthand the work that you do and the impact that it may have on other people's. But can you tell us a little bit more what your relationship is with capital? What does capital mean to you?
1: Capital is like a resource. That's what capital means to me, It's like a resource. It's like whatever you need to do to come up with an end result. That's how I define capital. So with capital, it can be funds, it can be resources. Actually, when I say resources, it's like I've generalized most of them. It can be funds, it can be raw materials, it can be the human resource. It's quite a lot. Anything you need or anything that you can put, you can put into a business in order for you to achieve an end goal all to get a result. That's how I define capital.
0: Thank you, Anifa. You've uh, talked about the different facets that capital may present itself in a different context. But tell us why you think that capital and the more broadly financing opportunities are so important for youth now.
1: Why I think they're important. How many youth out there have many dreams, but they're not exposed. They're exposed to a few financing channels. I, for one, I was exposed through my dad, but at least I found him with a little bit savings, where I can start. But then there are youth out there that have a lot of dreams and visions, well laid out on paper and well elaborated, but they don't have the funds to drive their dream. They don't have the Funds to drive their vision. They don't have the funds to drive the activities that lead them there. And in the African setting, which is a wrong setting, by the way, in most cases, when you're talking to people older than us, the youth, they rarely give you that opportunity that you know something. Through all is gold, <laughs> but to a limited extent. The youth are usually exposed to very many current technologies, opportunities that can run the world differently. And I really think it's really important for them to get exposed to different financing channels, as long as they elaborate their visions and put them on paper and critically present them to the world out there.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more talking about capital, how you came about learning about Gets, and what we do?
1: I came to know about this opportunity with UNCDF that was helping growing companies maybe carry out some activities. And it was supporting, it was supporting a few sectors in your companies depending on how you identify it. So I applied with UNCDF under a projects of distribution of affordable energy-saving cookstops. That's how I got to know about it. It's been a very great journey because at least I got to employ more women, because it encourages the employment of more women. I had to employ more women. We bought machinery. It provided a lot of supporting. With also our reporting system, we had to change it from the analog to the digital, because we used to do a lot of physical writing and a lot of hard copies. I'm very proud of UNCDF. Most of the systems are automated now. And we are looking at a bigger plant because it cleared our vision out there.
0: Thank you so much, Anifa. As you know that we're on the clock to the fifth conference for the least developed countries in Doha, Qatar. What are the main priorities you think that we as development practitioners should be focusing on in serving the LDCs in the next 10 years?
1: Because many youth and many companies in the least developing countries do have the knowledge, do have the resources, do have the ideas in general But implementing becomes a challenge. One may be due to the government policies in their countries. Then we have a shortage of funds. Sometimes they don't have enough funds, maybe to buy machinery, maybe to learn, to purchase assets on where they can start from. And some are not encouraged and given an opportunity to expose what they have out there, to expose whatever they know in there. In that you're supposed to just look for these talents by yourself other than them exposing themselves out there. So let us create more platforms that can expose these great opportunities and ideas. Maybe we can save and find out which ones are better. But as you go on talking to different youths, you get to know that you're coming up with several ideas and very good ideas. And these people don't have a line or they don't have a proper channel on how they can expose whatever they have in mind. And these are really promising people that can bring the world out there.
0: Thank you. And I think it's very important what you underscored that the promising element that comes to play when giving a chance to youth and providing them with opportunities to share their thoughts and in the co-creating solutions going forward. So you're a great example of young female entrepreneur leading on defining life-changing solutions to your community. So what is your advice to young women, for example, to venture that are thinking about venturing into businesses and uh, roles that may be perceived by them as intimidating or unfamiliar?
1: Uh, To the young women out there, usually talk to the ones we employ at the company. Don't copy what someone else is doing. Just follow the protocol and have an end goal. If you're not achieving whatever you want to achieve in a specified period of time, sit down, reflect on yourself, because everything you want to be, everything you want to achieve starts with you. If you don't improve yourself, if you don't work on your weaknesses, if you don't make your strengths more stronger, you won't get out there. And with the way all around, When you're successful, you always have a platform to tell a story. When you're not successful, you'll never have a platform to tell your story. So for any women out there, believe in yourself, sit down, get to know your weaknesses, work on your weaknesses, have an end goal with a clear timeline that's the best I can tell the women out there.
0: Thanks so much, fact, I think it was very informative. And thank you for sharing your story and of how you became even more active with working with different communities in Uganda to provide safe cookstoves. Thank you for joining us today. And thanks to our audience for joining us on UNCDF Podcast Capital Musings. Once again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify and our dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. If you found this episode useful, please spread the word on Twitter with the hashtag Capital Musings or leave us a review. Reviews help us and new listeners discover our podcast. So if you enjoyed listening, please leave a review. Thanks and until next time.